0: Are you a podcaster? Maybe you've got that big idea and you're looking for a network to join. The multi-award winning OzCast Network can get your content to eyes and ears all over the world. Join now for the first month free and you could be featuring this sound at the beginning of your podcast. OzCast. Simply head to ozcastnetwork.com for details.
1: Did you know you can advertise on podcasts? Don't act like you're not impressed. Find out more at podvertise.com.au. That's podvertise with an S.com.au.
0: Hey, folks, welcome to episode 10 of the Unlace podcast, proudly brought to you by FC Football Kits. With over 15 years of operational history, FC football has been servicing clubs at various levels, from national teams right down to community clubs. And most notably, we're a part of Team Wellington's campaign at the 2019 FIFA Club World Cup. The 2021 season marks their first full season in Australia, and having already become a force to be reckoned with within New Zealand, they are set to build for a big future in the Australian sporting apparel market. They have recently launched a game-changing offer, offering a six-month interest-free payment terms to football clubs who sign up within the apparel company in 2021, across grassroots football and more. The interest-free terms will be well-received by clubs looking for more flexible arrangements with apparel suppliers who have experienced a shortfall in funds as expected for many grassroots clubs as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Check out the FC Football Kit website, guys, from the link in our bio to download a free copy of their catalogue. And if you're tuning in today's episode, you'll see me wearing some of their hoodies and a pair of their socks will be given out to a special listener. Muscat. A oh, lovely ball from musket Thompson again. Archie Thompson. Three And maybe that will bring the championship to Melbourne. Archie Thompson has a hat-trick. He'll take the match ball. Archie Thompson, mate. Welcome. Thank you. It's the uh, first episode we've actually done in the studio. Oh, it's awesome, man. It's a mad crew. It's a pretty uh, pretty big deal for us. Yeah, it's awesome. We've been doing it over Zoom and I, I know... I, I did plug you a few weeks ago. I'm like, mate, when lockdown finishes, can we get you in? So yeah, no. appreciate. No,
1: it's cool. Thanks appreciate for having you me. You
0: coming in, man? It's it's pretty surreal for me. And I was saying to the guys before you walked in, I'm like, because Ethan and Will that they don't know too much about football. I'm like, bro, you guys don't understand who the fuck Archie Thompson is. But I've so, for instance, for for the listeners out there, the A League started what 2005. Uh yes. Yeah, 2005. So I was 12 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. And oh, like. Yeah. The bi- <laughs> the biggest player back when the A League started and for all the young players, especially in Victoria, that everyone idolized was always Archie. Um so it's pretty pretty cool now to be able to sit here and have a conversation with you as a mate and like yeah. speak through some of your experiences. Like for for instance, like I was at the game where you scored a ridiculous back heel against Sydney at Olympic <laughs> Park and Yeah. Then the five goals in the grand final and there's so much to talk about. But mm. um you know I guess be good to get an understanding of, of how you're doing now some of the things you're doing now since you've since you've left the game I guess in a playing capacity anyway
1: yeah what I what I'm doing now is I, I do a, obviously contracted with fox sports so I do some commentary and um, still learning that I mean after I finished uh, I suppose because of my um what I did in the game and and my kind of character they said okay here man have a gig and talk about the football and um and in front of cameras and all that sort of stuff and you know, I was thrown in a deep end and, and not really given any sort of, um, I suppose, skills and to learn on the job. And so just probably in the last week, I reached out to a dude and I'm going to start doing some media training. So all those haters out there, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to learn how to speak English. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, so that's been great. I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying that. And probably when I did finish football and got thrown into the Fox Sports, um, probably my head was in out in of the... Uh, other Are areas where, um, you know, I didn't really focus too much on that this could be a possible career and I, and now I'm sort of obviously rethinking a lot of things and I suppose this period gives you opportunities to work on things that you you, you might have just thought that uh, you kind of coast through or taken for granted and yeah. uh, so I'm... Probably a lot of things I'm learning to better myself with. And uh, I've also started uh, a, a football academy. I've had a football academy in the past, but I've just hooked up with a, a football star academy. Um, they've given me a great opportunity with a franchise and obviously be an ambassador. Awesome. So I'm looking to do that. And then, um, yeah, I met a beautiful woman uh, that I'm, now it's close to almost two years, uh, made me sort of straighten up from what i've been what i was doing before then yeah 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 um i guess how how i kind of uh maybe in a way disrespected women and all that sort of stuff and yeah you know you, you, like i said probably last time we met yeah we have we have to have epiphanies and I'm, i mean i'm still learning i'm still um and it actually now i'm uh, i'm probably with the way that i speak and people hear me now they go man that's not archie that's not the Archie of old, but I feel like the Archie of old was probably driven a lot with ego and yeah. and, and things like that. So I feel like I've kind of evolved. I'm, I'm kind of on a little spiritual path, um, trying to think outside the box of ways to better myself. And I feel like with the guidance of my girl now, I'm learning. That's awesome. Uh, I'm to learn. And um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. And um, I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. happy. I love, I
0: love to hear that. Do you feel since you've come out of the game, you've had to like, redefine yourself a little bit yeah being so defined by Archie thompson the goal scorer or the great soccer
1: <laughs> yeah well i mean well, that's how people kind of see you as and and mind you i, I guess i've judged people with what i've seen in the way that they have been portrayed in in sport or in in well, well particularly sport because that's kind of what we've grown up in yeah um just kind of think oh, that guy's a dick <laughs> and and you know what it's and it's not even him like it's it's um maybe being part of of, of an organization that kind of you kind of driven from it with your ego and yeah um it's not even that person and so I, i've kind of uh i suppose um uh are trying to show people the real me mm. and uh you know i mean i'm still having a jo- laugh and a joke and i still yeah. m- maybe stuff up here and there but um
0: because I've always wondered that with you and I never actually played with you, but I've, we obviously have a lot of mutual friends that you played with. And I, so I've always known you as like the joker, the jovial, yeah. funny character, but what are you actually like behind the scenes with like serious stuff's happening within the club? Like you've had a, a bunch of losses or the coach is gunning for you and you've yeah. like, how do you, you obviously don't really joke then I assume, but I can't really see a serious side to you at the same time, but I'm sure there is.
1: Oh, uh, um, no, I've always kind of just try to take it, um, try to not be too hard, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh on myself. I know when it when it has been an important match and we have lost I mean I'm disappointed, like yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. me wrong, but um I try to um look at look at things that are positive and, and try to make guys happy and, and I know that being in a change room maybe the way that you act is never gonna be um you know, the way that other people might act when people lose. Or, or the team losers I know from from just uh, in the past. I I think of uh, maybe Bessar Perisic because that's fresh. Mm. Um, like he's someone that takes losing very seriously, super, serious. uh, super seriously. But you know, I suppose you need people in any organisation to have that passion and drive to kind of um, you know help a team. But for me, it was always just to kind of make people make it. All my teammates happy, and even in life, just trying to make people happy.
0: Yeah that's funny um Rashid Rashid always oh, says yeah, yeah Rashid Mahazi guy. my my best mate and yeah. um I, th- I feel like Rashid's a similar character like he will he's attracted by easygoing and fun people and I think that's pretty cool because we've both experienced like the serious side of football and you know characters like beshart who take everything like super serious mm. and then you have the other guys who like for, for me it's interesting because it's like if I was playing with Archie Tum well, like, this guy does the business on the weekend yeah. but he's still enjoying through the week yeah you know, he's yeah. not um and I think rashid always said that about he's like man archie just like you wouldn't know he, who he is or what he does on the weekend but he'll turn up and
1: play yeah well I mean uh, with rashid I love rashid too because I mean his story too um we've all kind of fallen out of love of the game at some stage in our careers and mm-hmm. um f- for him I mean to see where he kind of Went and where he's at now, and where he continues to learn. I mean, I, I'm inspired by him. Yeah, you know, I, insp- I get inspired by you know, those guys that have turned or oh, well, make you sort of learn things and, and grow. And and um, I feel like he he's done a lot for me, and more than what I've done for him. That's I mean, he sent a mad message after I uh, decided that I wasn't, well, I didn't really decide. It was kind of decided for me (laughs) to finish. um, You were gonna (laughs) keep playing, weren't you? Yeah, I wanted to. You were happy
0: with like playing that role and you were, I mean, you won a championship kind of playing that role
1: too, right? Well, what disappointed me about being out like kind of that time was that I was getting forced out. Knowing that my role was gonna change, I, I kind of understood that, but the players that were there and what I still had to offer, I, that's what kind of upset me because I felt like I was still better than yeah. even those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that was disappointing, but you know, you live and you learn. But again, from where Rashi came, man, it was amazing. And I, I love people like that when you can learn. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, he's copped a lot of criticism. He fell out of love for the game. Mm. I mean, I've been lucky that I've kind of ha- haven't had that experience, but, um, you know, I, I suppose coming out at the end of my career, I've seen how ugly it can be with sport and like the, with, business yeah, end, right? the business end because yeah. you, you know you give so much um, and then at the end of the day you're just a piece of meat commodity yeah. that <laughs> know, right? you get passed through but I mean look um, you just got to learn to let go of that pretty quickly and I felt like I have and I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to, to go places, experience things and meet uh, amazing people. Yeah, and. It's pretty unique. What For you, I mean, what
0: brought you towards soccer as a kid? Like, was it, you know, family? Or did you have certain idols that drew you to the game?
1: Oh, man, it was, uh, well, I've had three brothers and two sisters. So, we all played football, even uh, mum and dad. So, wow. for me, man, all my childhood was jumping in the old Ford Falcon and going to football. That was us. <laughs> that was what us. I remember, yeah. Man, that was it. And I, and I loved it. And I suppose, I guess that's why I loved it so much even um, because it, I guess it's a sense of family. um You know, you enjoy. Yeah. It. I enjoyed it growing up with my family. You, you become, you grow family throughout different clubs and teams. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? There's, there's, uh, there's. Uh, once you kind of finish football, I mean, you only sort of have a handful of people that you are still. It's crazy, really right? With.
0: Yeah. That's. I always found that difficult because I'm like, it's such a unique environment. You got like forty friends every day that you yeah. walk into and your brothers and then like you leave the game There's probably like three or four you stay in touch with and yeah
1: like... well i did i guess when i finished i didn't want to be that person that w- w- was almost looked upon as uh, still hanging on <laughs> i mean because i used to give shit to that guy that was doing that too you know yeah and you're, then still then the, I, you're still in the team what's y- that yeah yeah <laughs> get like, out bro. <laughs> but then i kind of you know I, I understand that when you do go out of it but yeah. that's why when i went out i didn't want to hang around too much yeah uh, when i when i the only time I kind of was connecting was when I had me Fox football stuff that I had to be at the ground. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, there's only probably a real handful that I'll kind of still speak to. And, um, yeah, but oh, I completely forgot about what I was talking about Rash, but Rasheed, when he wrote me a letter, man, Oh yeah. after uh, when I, you know, got retired, forced, yeah. Re- yeah. For, retired. <laughs> <laughs> loosely retired. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, you know, he said, uh, man, I can't even think of it now, but it was like um, you inspired me, you know, to, to play the game and, and, man, that's incredible. Like yeah. for me, that kind of um, made me more emotional than actually finishing Because you know that you've, you've actually affected, um, you're not people that are it's obviously fans and, and stuff like that and, and kids, it's your own teammates that kind of, that uh, might necessarily say things while you're playing. But yeah. obviously um, want to show you uh, outside of that and yeah for I me mean, that was incredible that's special yeah. i know
0: i know you had a big impact on him because i think one of the things and rashid won't care me speaking about it but one of the things that he was bothered by at the time obviously his his dad had passed away but the, the whole business end of football and like the way people were getting treated yeah. like just didn't align to his values and even with me it's like it's a like brutal industry at times yeah but i think yeah as i said to you earlier like your persona was like I'm still going to enjoy my life. I mean, like they yeah. can do what they want. Yeah, I man,
1: it was... Uh, yeah, I walked to a real fine line, I must, <laughs> <admit>. <laughs> I must admit. But, you know, I had fun and I'll live and i learn, you know. So, good. going back to pre-A League, pre,
0: I guess, time in Belgium, you were playing in the NSL. Mm. What was the NSL uh, like back then? And I guess when did you start playing in the NSL um, from the start?
1: Well, NSL, gosh, I... I Started my first game was in '96, I think '97. Um, but uh, for me, NSL was phenomenal, like, there's so many great players, yeah. Um, so and and it was a huge opportunity for anyone that had a bit of talent, yeah. These days, it's it's obviously harder, but I think um, the way that I got there too was uh, like I didn't go kind of the, the normal straight path you go through rep teams and then you make it, but mine was a little bit um. Windy, I mean, hanging out with people that I probably shouldn't have been hanging out with. Um, fell out of the game, would pro- probably rather be at parties, chasing girls and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's funny how um, a trip to, I think it was, yeah, my mum took me to court one day uh, after me getting in trouble. And, uh, you know, I could see how upset she was. And I said to her, and this is when I was 16, 17. Were and, you playing in the NSL then? Nah, no, this was before? This was just before. Right. Um. And it's funny when you're tr- like, uh, you know, I'm very strong now on the universe and what, what you attract. And yeah. um, I mean, when I was coming out of football, because you know, I was in such a damper place and you would have probably known oh, too. Man. you, the, the people you attract. Man, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 the, there's a party element, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. true to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I guess when I told my mum uh, from being in court, seeing how upset she was that I, you're never going to see me there again. Uh, I'm gonna make you proud, um, and and that's it. And so my mindset changed pretty quickly, and uh, and then things started to come my way, opportunities. And an opportunity was to go to Gippsland. That's right. And uh, I Morwell. Morwell. Yeah. Morwell, mm-hmm. yeah. and I trolled in a gravel car park. So there was a football pitch just over there. But I don't, for people that don't know, is Frank Arrock. He's a legend of yeah, 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 old NSL and um, coached Australia. Yeah, uh, he was a bit mad but he had this uh, training in the gravel car park and i kind of knew this might have might be my last opportunity so i went from like a madman like these there were rocks and gravels by the end of the, the, the trial i had my legs were all cut up and stuff but he signed me up that day and um so I, and i guess my, from uh, from that moment in the court um to where i am now i, I kind of had to, uh, okay i like to like to have a laugh and maybe do things that you're not meant to do yes. in my journey but when I when I knew I had to work hard I worked hard yeah. and um, you know that was uh, one thing that you know people probably you know, see the funny side of me, but as soon as I stepped on a training pitch, you, know, you I, took it too yeah, yeah, I took it pretty serious.
0: Because you, I, I always felt with you, and and no doubt you worked so hard to get to where you were from a football standpoint. But mm-hmm. it always just even watching you when you were like at victory and playing for the is there's you can tell when some people just have like natural ability. Yeah, like you could do things naturally that people would would have to work really hard at or couldn't do. But so were you always quite naturally gifted? At sport or football
1: growing Uh, up or yeah football i was like i I always was and um but then again it's like i I seen a lot of quality players correct right growing up uh in my time and that were just as talented as me but sometimes i always say that uh to especially young guys it's it's not necessarily the ones that have the talent um I, i always thought that like it's definitely the ones that want to work harder yeah and uh and uh so I never believed that raw talent could get you anywhere. It was always you, you've got to have that bit of something else. Yeah, you got to have that Mumbled. drive and yeah, cut, to, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of lucky that certain periods in my life um, that you know I had to kind of yeah have a straight sort of mindset that they helped me.
0: So when you were at more well you were there for how long and then uh two two and a half years two and well. then did you go to Carlton after that yeah, Coulton. Coulton? Coulton. Yeah. can you explain to me like what Carlton was like because that for those that don't know had like some of the australian socceru greats yeah pre, like pre uh, like bresciano and girl i don't know if there were soccer greats then but then there was like andrew mart there was heaps of like yeah greats there
1: at the time so it was Pretty unique dressing room. Yeah, man. It was a uh, eye-opener to what I'd experienced at Gibson Falcons. I mean, it was such a, <laughs> it was such a laughter. I mean, <laughs> Falcon stuff. I mean, God, it's, uh, some of the stories that came out of there. But what an experience. Great guys. Still yeah. stay in contact. Have a WhatsApp. Uh, no way! Still called Gippers. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the old blokes that are still hanging on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where they get some of these old footage, but they're like, "Oh, I remember this move," or "Remember you that." Do, oh, and gosh. they're like, "You got to delve into some pretty historic bloody <laughs> yeah. w- websites to get there." Yeah, the uh, video recorders. Yeah, yeah they're, they're using the phone to get it. Uh, oh, but uh, so that was an experience. But then go on to uh, Carlton, man. That, that, that was. That actually helped me a lot because I learned a lot. Andrew Marth, uh, oh, animal. Stubber. Oh, yeah. stabber. <laughs> yeah. Uh Absolute animal. I mean, um, and, and Steve Horvath. That's right. Uh, oh God. Mike Conroy, Dave McPherson. Um, yeah, John Markowski, John Markovsky Lubo yeah. oh. Man, just phenomenal players. Uh, Simon Colosimo. That's right. Shimeo was there. Yeah, just before, I think, Bresch played maybe one or two games just before he left. So Okay uh and and obviously vince but yeah what a what a team to obviously come into and and learn from that because a lot of those players i learned a lot from yeah uh, mike conroy he was pretty more of a sort of straight kind of shooter yeah didn't yeah. like sort of things outside of football <laughs> so i learned a lot from him um from you know staying back and working hard harder yeah. uh and andrew Marf, what a, what a legend i mean i remember getting caught with him And a lot of people said, Archie, man, don't get caught out on a night out with Andrew Marth. He won't let you go home. Yeah. And I'm like, you know. (laughs) And anyway, um, I don't know if you remember Alex Moreira. He was a Brazilian. He was quality. He played at Coen. Anyway, um, we were out and I I seen a lot of players were starting to leave and I wasn't, you know, drinking at the time. So I was driving and then uh, everyone was leaving and then it was just me and Alex and Andrew Marth. And I'm like, Okay, I saw Alex sort of smoozing up with a girl, and I'm like, man, whatever you do, don't don't leave me with Stabber, or, or at least um, tell me when you're going so I can hang on. Anyway, he took off without even telling me, and I'm like, oh, you bastard. So it was me, and I went up to Stabber and I said, man, look, bro. Um, this was coming about four o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And I'm like, man, I, I need to go, man. I'm tired.
0: This is like, you're the young player. Yeah, yeah, no. Stab Stabber's like the captain yeah, as well, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, he's a legend. So yeah, I'm like,
1: yeah. and he, you know, he said to me, Archie, you've got two options. <laughs> <laughs> one option, you stay and have a good time. Or <laughs> your well, option two is, I, I I bloody knock you out. Yeah, that's Stabber. Yeah, I'm going to knock you out. And I'm like, yeah, well. I obviously stayed with the option one. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, probably got to about seven in the morning. I said, man, let's stab. I, I, I don't care. I'll go option two, bro. Yeah. I, I need to go home and sleep. And anyway, I ended up driving off at own, But those are sort of characters that um, I grew up with and, and learn a lot from. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal footballer, a great leader. Yeah. Um, You know, but another one that likes to have fun. And, and you know, you learn a lot from those guys. And um, so I did. Matt, the Carlton,
0: yeah, the Carlton. I mean, that always stands out to me as like an NSL team that was just incredible with the amount of quality of Socceroos. Yeah. And um, I think like a lot of people would be shocked if they look at that team sheet and be like, "Shit, that was a team yeah, at one point was, in our time." That but was good, man. When yeah. so, at what point did you decide to leave Oz? Um, like, and how did the the move? Sorry, the, I need a tissue here. Okay, oh go, exactly. man. No, I was going to say because when you went when you went to Belgium, right, following that.
1: Yes. Yeah. So well um Carlton was uh, folding, folding so I, I had an opportunity to go to Marconi and at the time uh, my agent said look man I got a um uh, trial in Belgium so it was with Anderlecht Anderlecht. Yeah. Fine. So that was the first time I went and um so I went and I I trialed there and I uh I ended up going we trained really well for the week and my brother uh in law and my sister came from the uk and they came to um belgium and i hadn't seen them in ages so i thought this is a great opportunity i'm here i'm trialing um and then so we ended up going out and uh and i trained really well with my and got smashed (laughs) yeah it got really smashed i mean in in brussels man the cadi Picardi Cokes, they pour the Picardi oh, down in a little the bit. The Europe
0: pours, mate. They're, oh. Yeah, they're soda tops.
1: So, so crazy. So I had that mixed in with um, bloody snails because I ate some snails. I thought, <laughs> you know what, I'll try all the snails. <laughs> uh, and then I got on the Picardis woke up so crook the next day. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And I missed an actual a, a trial, change, a a change trial a... game that oh, they no had way. organized uh, against, I think it might have been the Ajax youth team. Uh, Anderlew's like the biggest team in Belgium, yeah, by the way. Right? Yeah, like it's yeah. not a small team. No, it's not. So, uh, mind you, I was naive with all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. anyway, uh, I, you know, I couldn't play the game. I was So, I made up that I had food poisoning. But I reckon it was a combination of snail and Bacardi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I came back. But uh, they actually wanted me to come and trial again. So, I was like man, okay, cool. So, these guys. so, yeah, man, I'll, I'll go again. So, straight after Confed's Cup with the Socceroos, I literally stro- uh, flew straight there, stepped off a plane, um, played a trial game. I was hopeless, yeah. like hopeless. It was yeah. tough. Uh, but then there was another team there uh, that saw something in me and... I signed there and stayed there four years. So was it Lear? Lear? Lisa, yeah, Lisa. Lisa yeah. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, great club, good club.
0: Yeah, so four years there. So yeah, what's the, years. what's the What was the Belgium League like for you in comparison to the NSL? Was it like a big oh, change in quality? Yeah,
1: quality, professionalism, yeah. Um, just uh, I guess the intensity uh, and the th- fact was that people Belgium was that scene at the time, a, a sort of stepping stone for players to get into Europe. Yeah, and then and then obviously, if you had enough quality, you could go to the bigger leagues in Europe. So uh, that was what Belgium was like. So everyone that was coming there, this was their opportunity. So it was like oh. a yeah, it was pretty full on. So every training session, um, you had to be you have yeah, to be, you have to turn up. If yeah, you, if yeah. you don't, like, there's always someone there. So that, that was probably a big learning curve for me because old NSL, I'd kind of just you, you were was a, yeah, yeah. He was a starter yeah there you kind of didn't know that you had to work hard so that i guess that sort of helped m- again uh my mentality about you know how i had to kind of um turn up all the yeah. time when it came through. yeah mm-hmm. so when you were playing in belgium
0: were you playing for the socceroos as well or, uh, or were you kind of in and out yeah i was, was... was in and out because right. that
1: squad was man that was
0: because so you have you played for socceroos for a long time then. yeah like if we're going back Belgium, oh, well pre-Belgium, my, even yeah, maybe. Yeah, my right. um,
1: first game was against Colombia, uh, <laughs> in Colombia, Bogota. No way. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, far out. Yeah, that was my first soccer game. What year was this in? Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Okay. Um, and you know, breaking into that soccer room, we, you had um, oh, who was it? Paul O'Con, mm. um, Mark Varduka, like Kevin Maskett. Craig Moore, Schwarzer, uh, uh, Bosnich, like these are those players. Yeah. So, I mean, even to get an opportunity to like be in the squad was Massive. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Uh, but it was just hard to crack that yeah. squad. It was even hard to crack um, that Frank Farina sort of, I think that even might have been pre-Frank Farina era. But he, no, sorry, Frank Farina. It was, was Frank Farina, Yeah, right? Frank yeah. Farina. Uh, but Frank Farina had his favourites too. So it was hard to even like... Fuck. Yeah. Uh, it was every, every, like I said it was hard to, to crack in but once that was uh, a clean slate because hitting came in Yeah, man it was like that straight was in and,
0: yeah straight in so around that time I feel and this is obviously you've had four years in Belgium and you've explained you've kind of learnt the real rigours of like professional football where if you're not playing well you're going to get yeah. you're not going to play yeah. or like you're going to get put in a corner. You have to work your way back. yeah. But then what prompted the move back to Melbourne? And then like, how did the whole discussion, like who who called you to say, hey, there's a league starting in Australia?
1: Uh, Ernie Merrick. Ernie, Actually, Merrick. Ernie Merrick gave me a bell. And my uh, ex was pregnant with our second uh-huh. at the time. Uh-huh. So that was like, okay. Um, I, I, And when you have a family, your kind of priorities change a little bit. I mean, uh, if, you, if you kind of just, uh, you know, just a couple, without the worries of a, of a child. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, things I feel a, are a little bit easier. It can be a bit more selfish. Yeah, maybe, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But with my, um, my, uh, my kid, and obviously coming back to Australia uh, only for four weeks, and, and my child only being able to meet their family, and then when they start to connect. He, we have to go again, and uh, you know, I can see. I could see it was obviously difficult on, on my family, on my ex's family, especially on my my child too. Yeah. So I just felt like it would have been even harder to have two kids over there. Shit. Yeah. And um, you know, and even Belgian football wasn't uh, like if you're not in the really top tier of teams, it can be a struggle. Right. And clubs find it difficult to pay. And right. So that that was um, you know everyone always has this idea that going to Europe's it's perfect. Right? Perfect, You're going to make lots, lots of money and everything like. That. But for me, sometimes it was tough. I had to ring home to even to get some money because uh, you know. So to bring up a child, um, a second child, especially when the club was dealing with that sort of stuff, and I saw this opportunity. I mean, it, it was funny because I actually had the best season of my uh, career in Belgium. No like way. I was like one of the top goal scorers in the league. So, but you know, I mean, I was really. I mean, I'm close with my kids and I'm, I was close with my daughter. Yeah. And uh, so for me, to, to, and obviously growing up in Australia, it was perfect for her to come back and, and, and even have my boy here and then yeah. uh, have a, a fantastic life growing up as a kid in Australia.
0: Actually, this is not to sidetrack because I will yeah. come back to the next point. But by the way, your daughter's voice—oh, yes, have man. to give her a plug on this podcast. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Bella More, Bella More, man, everyone
0: get the fuck oh. on Spotify, <laughs> yeah, and give yeah, this a yeah. listen. She just released an EP. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, uh, oh, oh, she, recent, uh, yeah, EP had a few songs. On it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's yeah, had, like yeah, four cray- or five songs or something. Yeah, I think it's crayons, crayons of the crayons. Sword. Yeah, oh, so, crayons. Oh, shoot, man, I should probably yeah, get that. Right. You should get that <laughs> My right. girl's gonna be upset if I don't.
0: Yeah, yeah but honestly, her, she obviously—I'm gonna just put it out there—she doesn't get a singing voice from you, right? Oh, man, <laughs> no chance. Like, but um, yeah, sorry, I'm gonna me and Rashid—I mean, that's something we go back and oh, forth. He literally sends me her songs. I'm like, yeah, Rashid, <laughs> I'm like, I've already
1: listened to it. Rashid loves her, man. Yeah, because like, um, uh, everything that she she writes is from it, the soul, man. It's, like, it's crazy. I know. It's funny because actually, when when someone um or well, I used to actually look at young people singing and think, okay, if it, if okay they're doing a cover sometimes, okay, that's a bit shit. But if if a k- young kid's singing a song and then uh, the words are like amazing and you kind of think, ah, she's too young to be able to um, write words like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's obviously copied off somewhere. But uh, man, my daughter, 14, 15, or even younger, she was writing music and um, we, we were going through a pretty tough breakup. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, kids get affected by that sort of stuff. The stuff that she was writing, it only just clicked when I was reading and seeing. It, it was like, man, she she's using her her her, the, her music and the writing to obviously f- go through whatever. Yeah, she's yeah going like her through. emotions. Yeah, to, as so, a channel to release. Yeah. So when I listen to her music and I hear her music, it's it's because she's actually singing it from the soul, and that's what like that, that. That must
0: make you emotional, man. Oh, like, like, every <laughs> time, man. Like she
1: always rings me up, Dad. I just uh, I've, I've written something I've, I've wrote something you've got to listen to it because uh, I guess she knows if it's a good one if I fall apart <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, she's man she's amazing like um, yeah to be able to, I, I feel like that's a massive talent man to be able to sing to write play an instrument for me that's art that's yeah amazing.
0: I can't like, like kicking a soccer ball doesn't seem as interesting oh, when you think of that like no, nah, like,
1: man like you it, it doesn't like and I, I know still now to, like uh, the more I think about it I've even said it a lot it's like, man, all I've do, all I do is kick a, all I've done is kick a, a ball around. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Right? like, what is that like? People kind of go, "Oh, man, you're amazing! You're amazing!" What? Because I kick a little ball around, yeah, I'm not really a man-made game. Yeah, man, just... I'm not really saving lives or doing anything like that. But when I when I see people that um, with with music and artists and. Yeah, that's incredible
0: yeah everyone get onto it Ballamore more crayons we believe it's called the ep yeah oh man. we'll, we'll definitely give it a plug sorry Barbara, <laughs> <part>. <laughs> but no just so going back to that time because mm. the a league when it started and i don't know if you thought it was going to be like the, i mean the first year or two that olympic park was like it was a fucking buzz man mm, mm. it was awesome to be around and for me the one of the reasons why as a young player like coming up in melbourne that was like attracted to you and your play was because i felt like you were the first i mean in all honesty i actually think you're the most important player in a league history like straight <laughs> up bro. Bro. yeah but i think you were one of the first players in the early years of a league that had like personality and was effective yeah so you, you definitely stood out but did you feel the a league was going to be that big in the first few years or th- have that much of a following in melbourne for example nah,
1: no no chance i mean i was blown away to see how it was Um, in that first year i mean when we were having olympic park full uh crowd going nuts um yeah it was an incredible ride but then you know obviously we 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 fell apart mid-season and we didn't even make make finals yeah but um i think i guess we just laid the foundation um got people excited because you know there's a massive football following here and here in melbourne particularly so i mean we're tapping into that and so the next year was even better but um yeah to be a part of that and i mean i i, I guess my ego and and not knowing what was going to come out of my mouth god kind of, <laughs> uh, i guess uh and a lot of the stuff that came out was either funny or stupid and, and i guess people relate to you and a yeah, lot you a just bit seem more. like a normal guy but yeah like, uh, you know. yeah i mean we, we all are really yeah. <laughs> so uh i mean it was just good because i mean for me um i've always tried to stay humble and and Try to give everyone as much time as I could, yeah. and uh, you know, from from supporters to to any anything walk of life. I mean, that's what you try to do. I've always that's been always told to me is to stay
0: humble. Are you? Are you? I mean, talking about being humbled, but like, are you humbled by? I guess how much the victory fans love you, and like, I are in mean, awe of you yeah. to this day? Like,
1: yeah, man, it's it's pretty spectacular. I mean, I um, I mean, sometimes I I, I kind I, I want other people that like to. To succeed I want other clubs to succeed I mean I, I put a Western United shirt on um, just because it was a young club yeah uh, help them out yeah help them out promote them a bit and then all of a sudden I'm the bad <laughs> person <laughs> <laughs> but you know but they're just passionate I mean I love the people that have passion about something uh, yeah. you know and um, Melbourne Victory fans are, are just as passionate as anyone and I, I'm fortunate enough that I was in an era that um, the fans were like nuts they That's loved crazy. it crazy I don't think it's I mean, look, there's this there's some elements of it to be the same as what it used to be, but uh, do, you you can't take away do you think it's do you think it's changed like from, oh massively?
0: Because I remember going to Eddie had when I think they pretty much the games the crowds were getting bigger than Olympic Park could hold, and Olympic Park was changing, and then mm. they moved over to it might have been Telstra Dome at the time, yeah, yeah, which is now Eddie had or, or Marvel Stadium, I think, yeah. Um, and it was, like, electric, man. Um, the, like, sitting in the back of the fans, it was like... You felt like you are in Europe some games, oh, especially man. the ones against, like, Sydney and Adelaide where yeah. their crowds would come too. But do you feel the atmosphere's shifted since back then? And if yeah. so, why? Why do you think that's happened?
1: I don't know. I guess it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell, really. I mean, it could be the quality of football. It could be, uh, you know, people sort of tend to... When they get a bit older, they tend to go... Uh, uh, you know, other priorities. I mean, I, I'm still... Um, mates with Tuna, who was the one that orchestrated the Northern Terrace. (laughs) You know, he's got kids. (laughs) So he doesn't go anymore? Um, I I don't think he he goes as much. But these guys were, like, setting up meetings um, at Ligon, uh, like in the back rooms with big projector screens showing exactly, um, you know, they obviously had a a group that started the Northern Terrace that organized a lot of things. So they met uh there and they said this is what we want to get to No way. you know so they had like um i think it might have been milan or you know because obviously he's italian so they wanted to aspire to be like these guys and support so I, w- I was going to these meetings and seeing it like these guys this is how passionate they were you know yeah i don't know if they have those kind of um meetings now or it's as organized as what it was but man like that was phenomenal and it and it and you didn't even have to be like a, you could be the opposition. You go, oh, man, when are we going to Melbourne Victory? Because that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a most electrifying crowd to go and play in front. It was. It was like,
0: yeah, that was the real game. Like oh, you guys yeah. had the, everyone, like the biggest game for every other club was against Victory back yeah, then. Just yeah. from an atmosphere standpoint. But I, I always wondered because I think the first, was it the first four or five years, Victory won two championships. Yeah, yeah. So we won in the second and then the third or fourth, sorry. Second, fourth. Second yeah. and fourth. So with that, like two and four, you think fuck, that's pretty good. And you obviously pivotal in both. I mean, one of the games we can talk to sort of, we scored five, which <laughs> yeah. was just fuck. Oh fucked. man, I was, lucky. <laughs> that is, that I was, was like, I was like lucky. Like a, man. It was like a PlayStation game. <laughs> I was lucky. Um, it was but, like a glitch in the game. Yeah,
1: right? but, I think it was ninety-seven. That the FIFA ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah but, but you, you did see, this. Man, cou- you don't know if you had a FIFA. <laughs> you like. did
0: this a couple of times. I mean, you scored thirteen against American Summer, yeah, which yeah. Uh, against anyone still scored thirteen.
1: Yeah, think. well, it felt like that. That day was like a gl- <laughs> like a bloody glitch. Because in 97, I think you only have to do was get to the sideline cross <laughs> and you, you used to be pissed off at your mate because, man, that's the only way you can score, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because that's what I felt like that grand final was because, man, I didn't do really much other than be in the right place at the right time. I mean, right?
0: Fred, don't get me wrong,
1: Fred, Fred's, like, found nah, you. Fred, <laughs> Fred's a legend, man. Like, he was... Um, but I, you know, I, was, I kind of was big in the universe stuff then. Yeah, yeah. A book yeah. on the secret, like you attract what you. Yeah. Uh, and it was man, it was happening for me. I'm slowly starting to get that back. But man, I wrote down stuff that I wanted to happen, and um, you know, when I looked at it, and and it would it was, one was how much I wanted to be getting a month. Yeah. And I was like, all of a sudden, just looked. Oh, my check on check on what I what I wrote down and funny enough exactly what I was getting no way. was what I wrote down and then when I was the grand final I said uh, I was strong on it so I said in an interview I'm going to score a hat trick like before the game man I said I'm going to score a hat trick uh, okay who knows if that was ego or confidence or the triple power of the that. universe whatever um, but mates or teammates were like, "Archie, oh, man, shut bro. up. <laughs> Seriously, give us a break. But then I scored five. So, yeah. man, it works. That was crazy.
0: That it was works. one of the, the, I still remember that day, like this, like clear as anything. I always found it funny though, because we had a, oh, I say we, because I was a victory fan as a kid, but there was like a strong team back then. I mean, when Fred came, Muskie uh, was captain, yeah. you up front. Um, then we had like some good young players like Sarkis, Mitch yeah, Langarack was coming through, all those yeah. kind of guys. But no one, none of the fans really ever liked or caught on to Ernie Merrick. Like, I don't know why, because when you look at his record, like, he did win championships in like the first few years, like, Melbourne was pretty dominant.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it was his kind of persona that he showed on the bench, like... Just um, nothing. Nothing, man. Like, <laughs> nothing. I know, like, I kind of think if you showed a bit more, then people can kind of connect with you and, and um, kind of see that, okay, man, this we can relate to this dude. He's kind of like, like normal, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um so uh, but I, I kind of guess that he he, he kind of wanted to keep things separate as as people do you know yeah, yeah. Um in those sort of arenas and in 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 obviously in public you want to have different yeah. faces. Um Was he so, different in the change room though? Like Man, I loved he, I loved him. Yeah. I still like, you know, even when he was went to Newcastle um with anything sometimes things get a bit stale and 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 Clubs need changes, or people need change, and I think uh, the way that he left Melbourne Victory was obviously disappointed. But man, he had a wonderful career there. Yeah. Um. Just the way he left, I, I guess, was a bit sour for him, and it's, it's I guess it's sour for anyone. It's yeah, of course. When you give, you give your soul, you give everything, and then it's kind of just, um, like I said, taken away, or you're you're just a piece of meat. And so I guess that I, I suppose if he had done things differently, maybe he would have showed a bit more. But man, he was a lovely guy. He was very big on family. Yeah. Um. I guess when he left. I get a lot of those morals and and things went with him. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I kind of it didn't feel that family feel that it was grow, grow, sort of in the younger starting day. That, yeah, yeah starting days. So that was um, obviously um, disappointing. But uh, you know with anything, I guess when you start to have success, it's more about more about money than yeah, I guess of course. Uh, of course yeah other things. But but in saying that, I still feel there's great people behind it.
0: Yeah. Um. Nah. No, they they were fine as a as a fan. I mean there was some of the best days in the A-League that I remember to this day. But you, for one, one of the few A-League players anyway in the early doors that always still managed to make the Socceroos. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of my like first memories of you playing for Socceroos, I know you played well before that, but I think it was like one of the first legs of the qualifiers we used to have against Uruguay. Yeah, man. In Montevideo. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, it was the first time I, I was like going to shit myself. Because I'm like, <laughs> this, you know. H- well,
1: how man, the- I, I bloody shit myself actually. Because... <laughs> uh, cause, because i started to obviously um because it was a clean slate for everyone i was able to um play with a bit of freedom um and and two because no one was certain mm. to be starters mm. so when i started when he obviously seen something he started to play me a lot more um he started a, again i started a game in the solomon islands and uh is this under which coach uh, is hitting, this un- oh, oh, this is under hitting yeah. okay so um uh, Solomon Islands, uh, so I kind of knew that he really liked me because there was a good squad there, like yeah. you know the Golden Generation yeah, that squad. But he put me in front, so I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then uh, we we got through there, and then obviously it's um, Uruguay, and then I uh, we go to Uruguay. Uh, um, Is this the year we qualify? Qualify, okay. And uh, I was kind of um, because I never I wasn't part of the one before that. I was on the fringes of it, but yeah. again, it was hard to crack. Yeah, and then. Um, but then when hitting and I went to Uruguay, we go out, have team meeting, um, and then all of a sudden I see my name on the in the starting eleven and no one had said anything to That's me. That's crazy. So man, I immediately I I'm like, Whoa man, this is this is full on. But then I could kind of feel too, um, that there was maybe players in the squad going, oh, man, what the like, fuck? yeah, what, what's this to start? man? He, That's crazy. he hasn't played in it was, you, like. was
0: it, were you playing off the shoulder of Viduka?
1: Viduca and kill yeah, Viduca <laughs> and no, Uh man. man, Montevideo, so rock up to the game, man. 50, I think, 50,000, 40 50,000 people. Could not hear anything. You, you listen to the anthem. You listen to your own anthem, can't hear it. You feel the, the ground shaking underneath you, man, like it's... Amazing and, and all of you, all, everyone's just hating on you. Yeah. You know it's intense, man, and a uh, quality team too. You're yeah,
0: right they that. were they were an elite team. Amazing, Alvaro Cobra. Yeah, man. so amazing. It was like the devil back then too. Yeah, <laughs> so but man,
1: it was crazy, and yeah, we qualified. It was good.
0: That um, can you explain to like some of the <laughs> listeners just that whole 2006 World Cup campaign because that was like a defining moment. Yeah. Of football in this country, like one making it and then the actual performance, yeah, of like getting through that freaking group. Well, was I'm, crazy.
1: Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I didn't play a minute in that World Cup, so yeah. that was really you're always first on the field that yeah. the scored. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I was, I guess, I was hoping that uh, the coach would still remember I was there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just never got a gig, but I guess I thought that you know, with the trainings, uh, uh my way of looking was it, I don't think, uh, Lucas Neal or Craig Moore would have had the uh, tournament if they didn't have me running at them every training session. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> you know, that's it. the way I kind of see it. But uh, yeah, look, man, that was unbelievable. Um, I guess a lot of other uh, players went on to go to other World Cups. You know, I missed the last next one because of my knee. I did that's my right. knee in the in the that's year right. of the World Cup, remember. which broke me. So, so I don't even I don't even watch any football. I didn't even watch the World Cup. I don't I don't even know anything. Oh well. Wow. I, I not that because maybe too because I don't watch like soccer when I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um the, then the following then, then the following World Cup went through all all the qualifications. Then um Holger got sacked and that's right. Um Ange went in, and then he took all these players that uh, were were not even part of the yeah. So that was I was a bit dirty on that, but. You know, going to two thousand six, man. That, like, what a run that was. Because the squad, the team was good. The yeah. squad was good, but the other squads that we we're playing against, I felt were better. Yeah. But we were just prepared well. Like we worked hard. Yeah. Like hitting said, man, if we're not, we're not going to be able to match them. Uh, skill, like skill wise. Yeah. we were going to match them with a bit of grit and, uh, and fitness, fitness. And, and structure, and that's what we did. Yeah. Well, man. I mean, when you look at it, man, we only drew one and, and won one and lost. We were the closest to
0: beating. Italy at yeah. the World Cup, yeah. like, and they've won, they obviously yeah. won that World Cup in the end. Hmm. But he, you know, you mentioned Hiddick took a liking to you because then following the World Cup, you had like this experience at PSV um, yeah. in Holland, which short or long, however you want to put oh, it. but man. like 10 minutes I had. <laughs> ten minutes, but, but you know what, I partied harder than anyone.
1: <laughs> I, I rocked up, like I got halfway through the season. Um, so they were still in their winter stop, uh, which is like, the uh, midway season where they sort of um have a bit of time off but then they have a pre-season yeah so i just got there in time for that but i, I uh as i was going over there i had an ingrown hair oh no and oh, so no. me yeah i squeeze anything that's got like anything that resembles a pimple even though it's like doesn't even have a pimple like a pus on it i'll squeeze the hell out of it Jesus. so on the plane for 24 hours i went in the thought squeezing this bloody ingrown hair and I got straight off the plane. Had to go to hospital. Got a big chunk cut out of it. <laughs> oh, No, I had to get on the antibiotics. And I missed the games because um, because of that. Oh my god! And because I was meant to go there and pretty much be a starter, the, the players that were out came back in. And then it was just man, they didn't lose a game. Yeah, and uh, like you know, I was always on the bench, and uh, but that's just the way it was supposed to be. But as soon as uh, as soon as we won the trophy. Um, you know, we they go to like a, a, the the marked, what they call it, like a marketplace where yeah. everyone goes and they celebrate with them. You yeah. know, so I mean, I, I, I got the trophy and ran up to the to the thing. I'm like, yeah, and everyone's like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, who's <laughs> this dude, man? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this dude? And, uh, <laughs> man, I, I was I, like, I know we got on the bus. So I was like, um, you know, celebrating harder than anyone. Like, <laughs> I, like I played every minute. Yeah, that's the best. But yeah, you know, what I, I enjoyed it. it was not many people can say they um, went to one of the biggest clubs in in Bel- uh, Holland. Wow. And that team then was like PSV. Yeah, they were playing Champions League. I mean, I sat on the bench. Um, we played Leon, and this was the knockout stage of the Champions League. And uh, man, that uh, I only just realised how big that team was, Leon. They had uh, Malouda. Um, they had Janino, um, probably. Yeah. Yep. Geninho, uh, yeah. Benzema. Um, God, who like?
0: I remember that team
1: actually. Will. Wiltor, Wil, Will. Will. Man, this team was insane. Um, Tiago. Was yeah. There, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, the Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. Up. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I was I was on the bench for that one. So, I mean, look, there was, I mean, I, I would have loved to have played a lot more, but, you know, yeah. it was still an experience. Got to play with Kaku, um, yeah, Riziga, oh you know, all these guys, man. Like, I, I when they were at Barcelona, I, like, because I loved Barcelona yeah, yeah. when they were playing. Yeah. So, to, to see these guys, incredible. I'm
0: sure you would have, like, learned so much. Even oh, though man. That, with, at that point, you were, I don't know if you'd say you're at your peak, but, like, you, you were at a point where, like, I don't know, you just dominated wherever you played. Yeah. Um, but obviously for, for those that know Archie and have known his career, I mean, everyone knows a lot of the great things you achieved and the titles you won and goals you scored. But did you have, like, some really tough moments in your career, like, on the field, off the field, that, um, I guess, not affected you, but, like, affected, like, on the field performance that you kind of had to go through? Because a lot of footballers, and, and the reason I ask this is, like, Footballers a human beings, so yeah. like everyone has their own shit that they deal with. But the expectation on them to play at the same level never stops. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes that's fucking hard to do.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, man. I've had heaps. Like, uh, I mean, I obviously still have them now. Like yeah. uh, everyone does. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, with with football, it, it's kind of you got nowhere to hide. It's because it's on show. And, Correct. Um, so for me, obviously, going through a breakup with my marriage. Yeah. My kids going away, being told from Melbourne Victory that I wasn't going to be. Um, the, uh, like a Melbourne Victory player, or yeah. resigned. Um, I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't have a contract. I had no skills outside of football. Uh, so everything that uh, could have happened happened all at once. Like you know, so <laughs> for me, going to football and, and training were was an outlet to like the release. to release. Yeah. And then um, that wasn't even working for me. Yeah. You know, I was ringing up training sessions saying, "Oh no, nah, I can't go." You know, I can't, but I'm I'm, I'm sick, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and just would lay in bed, I couldn't cope. Um, but you know, that's life, everyone has them. And yeah. I, I was fortunate enough that I have had people around me, and, and especially my brother, to pull me out of moments when I thought that it could have gone either way, you know. Yeah. Um, especially with the people that I was hanging out with. Um, it's funny how it's funny when you're in situations or in bad places, you attract people that you yeah. think are, are, are the right ones, yeah. Um, and then still, they, they probably mean well, they meant well, but um, I, I found that probably with myself, um, it was more about Archie Thompson, the football, than Archie Thompson, the real person. Yeah, of course, and then, right. And, and uh, so that kind of, uh, those experiences helped me kind of, I suppose, weed out things that were important in my life and, 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 um, and, and the people that were important. Yeah. And I guess too, like I thought that football was like – the most important thing ever Man. <laughs> but for me it actually it isn't yeah and you don't realize it until you're out of it but i guess i suppose it's um the mindset you got to have when you're in it though it's you got to be very selfish you got to be driven and sometimes you get a bit lost in that so i feel like if if you can if you're a young one going through it if you can have that awareness to know that um okay it's not you know it's not the, the you shouldn't ta- yeah or, right? be or end or shouldn't take it with you yeah uh, and just enjoy it for what it is because you know there's other things important in life than just football hundred percent and
0: yeah. this was a big part of the reason why I started this podcast because it's so true when you're in the bubble of like the sporting career it's like that's the only thing that's important because mm. that's what you're judged on it's what you're defining yeah. yourself on but like the consistent trait every player has is that your career is going to end yeah like so yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the sooner you're starting to be aware of that, I have better balance, you're going to be better. Like like you, you I mean, it's taken you time, yeah. but you're starting now kind of, I guess, finding your feet of like, actually, I, I prefer this life. Where I, can, yeah. I can function and be a better version of Archie now than maybe on the field. 100%, but,
1: man. And I felt like, um, I mean, everything's a learning experience. I mean, with my football, the environment that I grew up with, um, I, I guess I had to learn thing, things that probably... Um, now, when I think about it, the where I am now, I really weren't the person I was, yeah. or I want to be. You know, yeah. maybe with the way that I kind of maybe treated women, maybe um, like how disrespectful I was to that. I um, mean, you know, the the ego and and, mm-hmm. and and all those things, you know. And um, I guess it's from from just kind of working on myself, um, reading a lot, yeah. having great people to sort of to speak to, uh, kind of helps you find your way i suppose yeah Yeah. i always
0: say like with and i think a lot of people used to call you like the mayor of melbourne back when you played the victory (laughs) or the king of the streets whatever but i'm keen to know when you stopped playing like did you lose a lot of friends or like people like you know the people that just wanted to be your mate because you're archie thompson the victory legend Um, like did you lose people that or was it was it obvious that there was you know people around you for a certain reason
1: um i I gotta admit I'm, i'm i feel like the people that i were, that we genuinely cared. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably um, the way that they were living their life um, probably wasn't the way that I wanted to live mine. But right. they generally cared, I think. Okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Which is, I, I think, because it's. Um, I, I suppose the character I am, and there's like, um, I like to feel that I, I I've got a lot of positivity that attracts people, uh, even if they're going through shit. Yeah. To be able to kind of make it their whatever they're going for a little bit lighter I suppose. yeah 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 you so I, I must admit they've been pretty there's oh, only good. probably a couple that i kind of go oh man <laughs> you really took me i didn't even know, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you took yeah you sapped the life out of me but you know that's their journey they gave me a lesson and, yeah and uh, i guess now when i'm a bit older and wiser i suppose um I, you, you kind of see things as lessons more than yeah
0: negative stuff true when obviously you played with Kevin Musket for a long part of your career. Yeah, I always find it like I, c- I can't imagine it because I wasn't in your shoes. But was it weird to then be coached by him? Not really. Or was nah. it like you, the respect level was always there and like yeah, you, you kind of knew how to be professional.
1: Yeah, the res- I mean the respect. Um, you know, we're two different people. He yeah. he he's uh, obviously very. He's a, he's a real leader, like, but he you know probably leads in different ways than what I would, you know, mm. um, but. He, you could see that he was going to always be a coach mm. um, he just had the qualities and I, I, I respected him as a player and as a, as a coach and you know we'll still I text him when he's got a gig now in Belgium, Belgium just to say right, yeah. congratulate him and all that but I mean like there's players that you won't necessarily hang around with course, I mean? people yeah. see, oh man your best mates no not really but you know we've got there's a, a mutual respect there yeah. and uh, so I think that's um, with Kevin that's why I found it pretty easy for him to uh, you know for me to see him as a coach.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, I mean, you played, you played well under you know? I just thought, I always mm. found that weird cause it's like probably a guy you've been having this like like joker conversation with, like having beers with other yeah. games and all of a sudden he's like, well, I mean, he's got to put you on the bench cause like you didn't play well, well last I, week and I it's mean,
1: like. Yeah, well, look, I guess he, he kind of, he has that kind of, um, I, I guess, Character to be able to have those tough conversations, yeah. He's got the inner cunt, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I I like the fluff, and and sometimes (laughs) I get other people to do it, you know, but that's what I like about him. You kind of know where you are, yeah, okay. So, I mean, you know, that uh, when he says something, he he obviously it's that's what he wants to do, yeah, there's no, no, yeah, you know, where you stand. So, I guess, um, that's that's why when he he told me, Look, Archie, we're not gonna sign you. Because I was
0: gonna say, was he the one that had to have that conversation with you? Like your The yeah, you yeah, guy you he, won championships yeah, with yeah. and he like, did,
1: he did. So I mean he took me to a cafe and kind of uh, obviously a place that was full. It's like that, kid, <laughs> that Jerry Maguire scene, you know. Yeah, so you could the Jerry Maguire scene where it's like, yeah. man, um was it, was it Jerry Maguire? It was, yeah, yeah when, when, he was let, when he was let go. was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we a busy place. So, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, I kind of knew in a way to, that my body wasn't um, responding as well as what it, what it used to, you know. Yeah. But still, in saying I still knew that I could do a job. Yeah, you definitely, you were like redefining yourself yeah. as a player. But you, you know, you know, yeah. you know, you know when you know. You know when you're not yeah. sharp to a certain thing or, you, you know. And I guess it was time... To, how, so how old were you then 30, 37 man. 37 yeah so i mean i you got some i weird, lived. you got some but like
0: <laughs> even though like you even and this is something that i actually had johnny mccain on oh, the episode johnny, and man. yeah i know well, you're close with him yeah um but because i said to him i'm like fuck johnny it was hard to me leaving the game because like i felt like i underachieved i didn't hit my goals i was young yeah. so it's like i kind of carried that regret until i could get to a place of like acceptance yeah and, like, i'm yeah. glad it happened and now it's helping me but even for, for you, after like you probably ticked a lot of boxes, everyone wants to achieve in their career. But was it still hard to leave the game, even though you were content with what you had, or were you ready, like uh, mentally, for a change?
1: I don't think I was ready then when I when it was when I stopped. Mm. But then I guess um, now when I think about it all, I, I guess you're never really ready. Yeah, I I don't know, I mean, you just slowly just life becomes life, and then you you find your groove. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, I guess I, I was never ready, but um, I'm still involved in the game, I and mean, I, I still love it. I'm but, glad you are. Yeah, yeah. But then even that staying that like, I, I guess being part of Soccer ruse and even sometimes now I feel, um, even with Fox Sports, I feel like that um, I haven't had the career that I I still probably. Um. I know, I guess I feel like I'm still underachieved in what other people have to be in the position where I am, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, I I feel like when I look at uh, maybe Harry Kuehl or Tim Cale or or Mark Waduka or even, um, uh, like, Bosnich. Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes, okay, well, I've had a great career in A-League and I'm up here talking and (laughs) people see me at this thing, but it's only really at A-League.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, not taking anything away from the A-League, but it's like, you know, I, I still feel a bit, um, I guess, what's the word? Like, I guess you're you're you feel like you're
0: under them in a yeah, sense yeah, of like yeah. like what they achieve. Yeah. But I'm at the same table. In my opinion, it's the same. It's got the same weight. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think that's fucking harsh on yourself. No, you're, I pretty mean, fucking, I... <laughs> yeah, you're pretty fucking good no, harsh. <laughs> thanks, man. I mean, Look, <laughs> seriously. I, yeah, well, that's probably just my, like, you know. That's... I think that's just you being <laughs> you, probably, like a critic of yourself.
1: Yeah, but that's everyone, right? Yeah, get 100%. Yeah, it's 100%. hard to take praises. And the thing was, it's funny because uh, I, I see a psychologist now, like, because, hmm. I mean, shit gets on top and you need yeah help. Uh, a bit of help. And um, one thing that was really. And I know when I have an epiphanal, mo- epiphanal moment. Is it epiphanal? Uh, epiphany. See, I've got to do those <laughs> bloody classes. <laughs> uh, uh, epiphany in, in, uh, in certain um, maybe moments, moments of, moments of yeah. uh, or when I'm having a, a psychologist meeting or uh, what do you call it? A bloody session. A session, right. And then um, and when she says something and all of a sudden you go, <laughs> oh, shit. you start tearing up and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> But it was one big moment when I she said like, I mean you're okay to talk to someone and 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 say to them them man you're a bit hard done by man. Look, don't be kind to yourself, love yourself, man. Yeah. It's all good. You, yeah. But then to actually say it to yourself, yeah, you're like what? It's it's hard, man. Yeah. like it's hard. I mean, when I look at all the things that have happened in my career and and throughout my life, I mean, like the breakup of, of yeah. and, and the marriage, and the way that it did happen and how I was feeling like a shit person and um. And then it just kind of, but then you kind of think, man, well, I was young. Yeah. And if I could say what I've learned now to that young person and say, man, be kind to yourself. yourself, Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, if people are kind to themselves. They probably wouldn't have a lot of the stress and probably the issues that they do now. That's so fucking And and I mean, I I, I still forget it, but I still remind myself, man, we're just. We're just here to learn yeah, There's cool. no rule book to get nah. through this life. Like. Nah, man. <laughs> but that's
0: what I found like, and I found this with my career. And maybe like, I think back, I'm like, man, I used to treat myself like shit. If oh, I didn't, if I didn't do, play yeah. or train well, I'm like, like <laughs> it's not like I'm going out there to fucking shank a ball and hit <laughs> it out or like miss a shot or miss a goal. But we're like, all trying to best, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And then it's like, but you take, I, t- I used to take it home with me, man. I used yeah. to like fucking, yeah. and run my, and this is something actually where I went and saw a sports psychologist probably like, Two years ago, her name's Jackie Louder. She she's at the Olympic Park. Yeah, maybe she's amazing. Anyway, she she told me, and this is something I think so true for anyone in life, but even Mm. sport. I'm interested to get your perspective. But she's like, athletes invest so much time, energy, money into like their physical fitness, Mm. but invest fuck all into their mental fitness and like their mental and like you know how much of the game is actually played in the brain Mm. of like you know the challenges you get. Like you don't get it. Like it's it's up here Mm. half of it. But do you think like something i guess i don't know more kind of mental awareness or more discussion to actually make people mentally tougher and more prepared for challenges it should happen more in sport or in soccer for example oh, man, football. It, no
1: it should happen in life yeah, yeah and it should i mean uh in, not just in in sport it should i mean obviously we're under the microscope and yeah um, you know we get probably judged a lot more but it should be from uh from starting in school it yeah. should be like it, i mean i see um because uh, my partner's kids, there was a lot of homeschool learning, and uh, and I see some of the subjects, and I think, man, what a really what a waste of time that is, man. <laughs> like really, like, um, I mean, okay, language is great, but the, the the guy Italian, for instance, is like, well, I'd rather my kid learn about. Um, being kind to himself or being kind to others it's in the worry about how, how a yeah. C sounds on a bloody chow you know and, <laughs> uh, and, uh, a, I couldn't agree more I mean that's that's where yeah. it should start like yeah, it right. should I mean and I think um, now the government has through this period uh, has changed the um, uh, mental mental mental, uh, what do you call it? Programs. No, mental like, health. Uh, oh, really? Like it used to be ten visits, and then um, the government used to subsidise ten visits. Ah. Now they're subsidising twenty. I reckon they should. It should be just free because hundred yeah, percent. At ten, like you're only just starting to scratch the surface, or probably why you you, yeah. you you act in certain ways, or yeah, you respond uh, from, from certain things. But then now it's twenty, which is great. Um, but it needs to be taught in, in cl- kids. Yeah. Um, that's you know it's okay. so given I guess because you
0: seem like and as I've always known you've always been like I think personally a pretty well-rounded character I mean you obviously are yeah this is one thing I spoke of last week and it took me five years to realize like actually all the success I got in soccer and, and you got in soccer wasn't actually defined by just like you as a soccer player it's really defined by you as the human yeah it's like once you branch away from that and actually realize, fuck, I'm actually a pretty good human because everything I achieved there was like in here, yeah. And and all those skill sets actually can translate into other parts of life, which yeah. you're probably starting to experience now. But I guess if you were starting your career over again, yeah, knowing what you know now, would would there be anything you would do differently? Um, um, I guess to help prepare you either for the now or to maximize.
1: The time whilst you were there i'd probably drink water between shots i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> back then i wouldn't have probably had so many bloody hangovers <laughs> uh, <laughs> but man if, if anything i probably it's like just um just remind myself uh to be um just know that you're doing the best that you can and and that's all that you can really do and uh and be kind man that's uh to yourself yeah yeah, because you know it's the odd saying, man. When you when you're kind to yourself, um, you can obviously give more to others. Yeah, and um, I mean, and probably a lot of my career, I've I, I was like driven in different ways that weren't the right way. Yeah. yeah. Um. But now you you're living to learn, man. I've
0: actually. Uh got a bit of a message here oh. from my mutual friend, Rashid Mahasi. Oh, he oh, goes, man. he goes, can you ask him these two questions, please? <laughs> He's gone. Can you ask him about why he lost a sock in South Korea?
1: <laughs> can you he answer this on air? Or... <laughs> yeah, man, he loves that story. I told it on KO actually on the, one of the podcasts we're doing through KO. Fox yeah. Board. yeah. Um, me, Rashid, uh, Costa Barbarousas and Nathan Co. Went for a walk in Korea and, uh, Man, this place was in the middle of nowhere and um, I uh, have issues with my stomach, man. Like it's a, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know. It's a kind of a, <laughs> <laughs> what what is it? Like uh, anxiety that I have is that I need to know where a toilet is. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know what it, I think it was when I shit my pants going to school. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah it's and, a, and it's a It's a childhood pattern me. that's just
0: been imprinted. It's it is. It <laughs> af- you still have it now? Man, yeah. We want toilet out. There.
1: Oh, man. It affects me so badly that, uh. I guess I feel like I'm in a better place now that I can kind of relax. <laughs> oh, that's but man, so funny. But man, toilets, I need to know. If I don't, even if I've done the biggest number two you can even think of, <laughs> if I go out and I know that, okay, um, there's no toilet. I, you panic. I panic. And you need, a sh- I you need a shit. shit. <laughs> I go, this is awesome. <laughs> man, I literally just did it. So, uh, man, that's, um, so I know every toilet in Melbourne. Yeah. I can tell you every public toilet. That is. Because ridiculous. I just I just that that's me. And but a lot of people suffer from it. You know, I get up and talk about this stuff and man, people go, man, that's me too. But <laughs> I, I the struggle, yeah. But oh, it like, is man, I, I do. So, so, so with it, the so- sock thing, I was out in Korea and we're walking, I'm like, man, I need to go to the toilet. And there was a public toilet. Uh, there was a toilet there. I got there, but they had no toilet paper, so I had my pants rolled up, and, and so I just took my sock off and used it as a, as a toilet paper, yeah. and then I walked out, and because I had my shorts on and one sock up and no other sock, he's like, Rashi was like, man, where's your other sock, bro? And I'm like, well, you know, I had to, <laughs> but I didn't get rid of the other one, but it, it was just how it happened, and like, that, it was just funny to be there, you know?
0: Oh, my God. Um well, yeah. Anyone who wants to know where a public toilet is in Melbourne, oh, Archie Thompson great. is your man. Yeah. Um, and then the number two was ask him whether he ever had any issues because of his jovial attitude, particularly if the team had just lost. What does he mean by that? Like what? you, I think jovial is meaning like your joker kind of.
1: Oh man! Imp- yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, man, when I lost, when I lose, I try to um, not get lost in that and try to think of. Uh, ways to make my teammates laugh and make myself kind of get out of it. So I didn't think too much, but man, just joking and laughing. Yeah. I mean, people didn't take it the right way. I remember um, <laughs> when, it, when we were uh, we had it. We we're about to just have a um, see how when you're done when you're young and dumb, you think of stuff. Like, but when we had a drug awareness, um, yeah, it's like a seminar. <laughs> it was like everyone was in the theater room, and and uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't sound as funny as when you're actually there, but um, we were all waiting to have this drug talk about, you know, the effects of drugs and um, especially, you know, um, in sport and, and just in life. And, and I remember we'd just come off a loss. So everyone was so disappointed. And uh, I guess I wasn't playing. And I, I came riding on a bike <laughs> through this theatre room and I, I'm high, man. I'm hot. And then, and then everyone just lost it. R- Rasheed lost it. Uh, you know, I guess that was one of the moments where. Oh like, god, you know, a, that is golden. Yeah, so that was probably the. See, same. This and is been, the arch. But then, mo- like, there's probably the people there. was like, man, we just lost. Yeah, and this is probably the wrong time. wrong time. Oh, but, man, that's why you got. But all... I've never, I've never been a right time kind per- of person. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> that's what makes you perfect. Yeah.
0: Like, well, arch, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. As I said, you, you've moved into like a Fox Sports media role, which you probably never thought you would ever do. But nah, man, you're doing it and like terrible. people actually love, like people love you. I, think I don't know, man. There's like, actually one thing I wanted to say. There's footage of you and you might remember this, but it was like, it was a serious Fox Sports discussion and you were like taking notes on a game. And then it went to your notes and you're just drawing a stick figure of a person. And everyone's like, this guy's just taking the piss. That was so that's true. funny, man. I love but that. But then you've got the... Um, the Football Academy and the franchise yeah. uh, today. Actually, this episode is sponsored by FC Kit. there's a like, oh, that's kind of a, a, a branding yeah, come yeah, over from was... NZ over to Oz. There's some socks here if you want them, man. Um, NZ
1: have got some mad stuff, yeah. Man. So, They're always pretty cool, though.
0: pretty cool, man. But no, nah, thank you, bro. For oh, coming no, on. man, it's I appreciate pleasure.
1: appreciate you having me. Oh, man.
0: No, it's awesome. And as I said, we've got Rashid's gonna come on, I'm sure. We'll, oh, I'll get Rashid, some beef, beef off you man, from him.
1: He's a legend, man. He's like, yeah. I, I, He's so such an interesting dude. Man. He is. I, I can't oh, no, wait he's... to get him on the. On yeah. The podcast. Well, I actually tried to start one too. Did in, you, man? Yeah. In my yeah. bloody living room. Oh, I've did in a, a it, one man. bedroom apartment. No, do I did it. it. I tried. Oh you, did. oh, you did it, right? Yeah, but we ended up getting like at least one time. He and couldn't. And nothing. It. Nah, nothing went there. <laughs> but it was fun.
0: <laughs> oh well, this has been fun. Arch, yeah. thanks, man. Cheers, Appreciate bro. it. Thanks, man.